Hey, it's a new year. I have a new preaching Bible, and I've got to get it because it's so fresh, like out of the box. I've got to make sure it, lay, it lays down. Hey, welcome, everybody. I'm so glad you're with us, but I want to look into that camera and give a big shout out to everybody that's joining us and watching right now online, or maybe you're a Netflix person and Sunday morning at 9.30 or 11 doesn't work out for you so well, so you stream it at your convenience sometime throughout the week. However you ended up with us, joining us, scrolling through Facebook, a friend invited you, you're just a part of our church family, man. Thank you for being with us. More people watch or connect with us now online than people that are in the room than ever before, really. And so we're just so thankful for all that God is doing through our online campus and just so proud of our amazing team for all their work. And behind the scenes, you don't know this, but you have somebody that runs um, the switcher and somebody now that mixes the online feed and all the moving parts that are behind me. It's just absolutely amazing all that goes into this. And we're so thankful that you are with us. And when you're ready, whenever that is, don't need to rush it, but whenever you're ready, we're ready to have you back in person. Um, but until then, um, we teach this and already said it quite a bit today that you're not joining us on accident. You're not in the room on accident. God has a special plan and purpose, and we can't wait to see what he does as we begin a brand new year. Everybody excited? 2020 is hindsight, right? Like it's all behind us now. Here we go into a brand new, brand new year. I'm so excited for all that God is going to do into this series in just a moment. But first, I just want to celebrate really our Christmas services. Um, some of you, you were traveling out of town, but you connected with us online. If you were here or online, man, just an amazing time together, worshiping our God, uh, remembering what Christmas was all about. But most importantly, after every service, people raising their hands, giving their life to Jesus, putting him in the center of their life. And hope you never get over that. Hope you never get over the fact that we see people baptized all the time, every month here. People give their life to Jesus. And, and even Christmas, it was a really cool thing. Some people, that was like their first church service in person in like nine months. And you know, they're like, what service should we come to? And we said, hey, this is probably our least attended one. And it was so fun to meet new people that I've never met before, but are now connecting with us through um, our church online and just absolutely amazing. And I know Christmas is a big deal in a normal year, but just to put up, you know, make Christmas happen during a pandemic with all of our volunteers and all of our staff, just absolutely blown away. Can we just praise God one more time for just an amazing Christmas season? I'll share with you the next couple of weeks too, even um, our Make a Difference offering. Um, I was prepared to kind of give you an update and say, hey, this is where we are. Um, but I was told this morning that many more gifts came in this week and they're still coming in. And, and I thought last year was amazing, everybody. Um, but you have gone over and above even what we did last year through our Make a Difference offering. And, and some of you are like, what are you talking about? Well, there's still time to give to it. It's our one offering over and above what we normally give every year to accelerate the vision of our church. And just so excited for all that God, that God is doing here at Trinity. And if you are brand new, let me just take a quick time out and you hear a lot about, a lot about the growth track around here. Um, 
and I just want you to know this, that coming to Trinity Church is more than a church service. You, you, all, you all know that, right? The church isn't a building that we sit in. It, the church is a movement that we choose to be a part of. So even when we didn't have services for six months, we never closed our doors. There was great ministry, because you're the church. Great ministry was happening all throughout our city. Um, people were giving their life to Jesus every single weekend. I mean, just absolutely amazing. But here, here's the deal. We, I don't want you just sitting in a church service. It's important. I hope you do that. I hope you're watching and connecting online. But really my goal, and if you've been around here since I've been here, you already know my spiel and hopefully by now you can actually repeat it back to me. But our goal is to put you on a spiritual journey because everybody's on a journey. I don't want everybody looking and sounding the same. We are, we're a living, breathing thing, right? Everybody comes in at different stages on their spiritual journey. But if you look at the New Testament, I think there's four things that really play out of what should a church be all about. And we go over this in our, our growth track. I'd love for you to do it. But our journey is, number one, we want you to know God. Not know him here. It's, it's great knowing a bunch of Bible verses and having it all memorized, and I hope you do that. And we're going to talk about that today. It, you, you should know God, but really what I'm talking about is you need to know God here. Have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ for you to know him, for him to know you, to be growing and thriving in that relationship. And once you settle that, because everything begins there, once you settle that, the next step is we want you to find a friend. Really what I'm saying is I want you to find freedom. We all have hurts, hangups, habits, things of our past that we need help to overcome. So I want you to know God, number two, find freedom, get over those things. And then I want you to discover your purpose. 81% of people that go to church claim that they don't know why God has them on this earth. They don't understand their purpose. I'm on like a, you know, this is my like life's vision is to help you understand why God has you on this planet, ultimately, so you can make an eternal difference. And not just for you, but imagine if the thousand or so people that call Trinity Church home, if all of us together were making an eternal difference, man, that is the movement that we choose to be a part of. Not a building that we sit in, not your chair, not your ministry. It's a movement that we choose to be a part of. And maybe you're brand new, like, okay, I, brand new year, gonna start some New Year's resolutions. All right, go through the growth track. I'll explain all of that to you in detail. It happens during the 11 o'clock service. Um, and, and here's the great thing about it. Um, you can join at any time. You don't have to take them all in order. It'd probably be better if you did, but we've created it in a way where you won't even be behind. You can join at any time. And so maybe today, that's just the next step you need to happen. Right after the service, right in the growth track room, in the lobby. That is, your, that is your spot. Okay, enough of all that. I'm really excited today. Get your sermon notes out. Download, download the app if you haven't already. Your sermon notes are there. It's gonna be a lot of fun to follow along, but we're starting this series today, Breaking Free. And uh, this is really part two of our spiritual journey where we talk about finding freedom. Because many of you over the last, you know, really three years, over 500 of you have said yes to Jesus. And I just fear that many of us, we kind of get that settled. And then the hurts and the hangups and the habits and maybe even some sin that we have in our life, we never fully break free from this. And we're gonna talk a little bit today about one of the most overlooked uh, parts of Jesus's ministry 
Um, if you like it deep, you know, you just give me something deep, Pastor. You're going to like the first part of this sermon. If you don't like it deep, hang with me. I'll get to the really practical stuff towards, towards the end. But this is one of the most overlooked parts of Jesus' ministry, okay? So follow along. Jesus starts, starts out. He goes into the church. They used to call it the temple back then. And he picks up the scroll and he reads from Luke chapter, or Isaiah 61. This is Luke chapter 4. And this is what he begins to read in the church. The spirit of the Lord is on me. That's Jesus prophesying. This prophecy has come true. I am here because... He has anointed me to proclaim the good news. Can you just say amen right there? Like the good news is the gospel of Jesus. We sang about that today. Seeing our sin condition, God sent Jesus Christ to this earth to live life, but ultimately to go to a cross to pay the price that we could never pay. And Jesus rises victorious three days later, conquering death, hell, and the grave. This is the good news. And then he continues. He has sent me to proclaim freedom. Everybody say this word, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed. Everybody say this, to set the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Here's another verse that kind of talks about this. This is later on. Jesus is gone. They're actually talking about Jesus's ministry, the disciples. And this is what they say, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. We're going to talk a little bit about Jesus's ministry of deliverance. Now I know when I talk about deliverance ministry, some of you, like your eyes get really big. Like, woohoo, where is he going? I've seen churches like this. Kind of freaks me out. Like, where is he going with all of this stuff? And let me just tell you, all of us need to be delivered from something in our life. All of us do. And you may sit here, I've been, a, I've been a Christian for a long time, pastor. I don't need no deliverance. Well, maybe you need to be delivered from your pride. We all have an area in our life where we need to be delivered from. Part of Jesus's ministry was, yes, sharing the good news. I'm here. I'm seeking to save those who are lost. But a great part of Jesus's ministry was to set the captive free from the power of the devil. To, our second point of our spiritual journey, to find freedom. Here's another verse, just because some of you don't believe me. I like to give you one more. The reason the Son of God appeared was to what? Was to destroy the devil's work. Destroy the devil's work. And this is what's going to be so cool about this next journey that we're on together as a church. We're not only going to talk about breaking free from some of the things that are holding us back, from really going all in, maybe from some of you like being stuck in your spiritual life, we're gonna break free from some of that and we're coupling it with what we're calling the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Where I'm asking you together as a church where we connect to God, that's prayer, and we disconnect from the world, that's fasting. It starts today. So you, maybe you didn't start today, maybe you already blew it, right? Oh, I already had sugar, pastor. What am I supposed to fast from? Start tomorrow. Don't be legalistic about it, but find the thing to disconnect from for the next 21 days. And we're gonna provide for you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. It's gonna be online on our website. I'll give all, to, all that to you. It's in your sermon notes. 
on our website. It's also going to be streamed on Facebook. But I'm calling us for 21 minutes for 21 days to disconnect from the world and connect from God. And I just believe that this can be the most powerful season that you've ever had in your spiritual life. And some of you, you are going to find freedom. You are going to break free. God is going to do miracle after miracle after miracle in your life. I have done 21 days of prayer and fasting now for over 10 years. And every year God speaks to me in fresh and new ways. Even Amanda and I, like we have a word, like our family word, I'll share that in a little bit, like our word for this year. Where does that come from? That comes from meditation, that comes from prayer, that comes from asking God, seeking God. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. This can be a year of deliverance for some of you that you, you've had the same sins holding you back over and over and over again. And if you give God 21 days, the first part of your year, this can be the year where you break free. I know all of you online are celebrating and you agree with me because nobody in the room seems to think this is true. <laughs> Let me give you our theme verse for this series. Now, 2 Corinthians, I told you way back in October, or yeah, October, when I actually preached on this passage that I was coming back to it. I'm gonna do a whole series on this idea of breaking free. And this is how Paul kind of sets up this idea, Paul says, for though we live in the world, and we do, right? We live in Mesa, Arizona, or Gilbert, or wherever you're watching online. We live in the world. We do not wage war as the world does. Well, how does the world wage war? <laughs> Say that three times fast. World wage war. How do they do that? They, well, bombs, knives, guns, ammo, anger, <laughs> explosions. That's how the war or the world wages war. But the weapons we fight, talking spiritually now, you're talking to Christians. This is the second step on your spiritual journey. We fight, like the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Now, if you have your Bible, underline, circle this, because this is really a series about strongholds. The one thing that has gripped you so tight and it won't let you go. Now, I don't know what it is for you, but different strongholds show up different ways for different people. Maybe it's a stronghold of lust. Maybe there's a, there's a stronghold that has gripped you so tight of the things that you put in front of your eyes. Maybe your stronghold is spending. You can't get a rain on, you just overspend. Maybe it's overeating, maybe it's overdrinking. It's something that has gripped you so, so, Tight. And here's what I actually believe to be true about strongholds is many of you, like, you know what they are. Like you just immediately, yep, that, that's what it is. And you don't want it to have a grip in your life anymore. You want to break free from it. Which is why many of you, January 1st, I have a New Year's resolution. This is the year I finally put this stronghold to bed, right? And two days later, you already gave into that temptation. You already saw that nasty thing with your eyes, you already overate, you already overdrank, and now you just are depressed and discouraged, and you're like, man, what is it even worth it? And I want you to look into my eyes right now. Do not give up. Do not give up. Amen. This is your year, 2021. You can break free. That thing that has a grip on you that you feel like it's suffocating, there's no way out of it, do not give up. Up. This is how the text continues. We demolish arguments and every pretension. This is the word we get pretend from. 
every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of, of God. In other words, like what he's saying is that lie that you're believing, that stronghold, that's actually against God's best for you. That God has a better way for you and you don't even believe it yourself. You've never even experienced. But this year, this year, you can, you can experience all that God has for you. That's so powerful. You can experience all that he has for you. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That word stronghold, go, go back. Here's, here's the, the definition of it, write it in your notes. This isn't my definition, this is from a biblical concordance. But strongholds are this, a prisoner locked by deception, living life by something that is not true. By deception, meaning like you're believing a lie. You think that something actually has power and it, and it doesn't. But you're so caught up in this stronghold that has such a grip on your life, you actually believe there's no way out of it. Your identity now may even be wrapped up in this. Well, that's the way I was born. That's the way my father was. That's just who I am. We're believing these lies and it's not true. You have the power to break free. You wanna know how they train elephants in a zoo? When they first get an elephant and they put them in their new habitat, they put a heavy chain around their ankle and it keeps them from going. Kind of, this, is, this is where you, where you can go. But once the elephant begins to believe, this is all I can, they actually, and you can go to the Phoenix Zoo and see this. They actually take the heavy chain and they put this loose rope around the elephant's ankle and the elephant in their mind thinks that they are stuck. They can only go this far. But if you see an, an elephant, all it would take is one powerful kick and that rope would snap. But the elephant believes that they are shackled. There's no way out. And I actually think many believers, because of the sin, because of the stronghold, because of the lie of the devil, they think there is no way out. But I am here to tell you in Jesus' name that you can break free from the stronghold that is in your life and it cannot hold you back anymore. Amen. You can break free. Amen. Here's the thing. The, the devil, he has power. He has power, but he does not have the authority. The authority was given to you and it was given to me by Jesus himself. And the moment we begin to believe the lie, we begin to empower the liar. And that's what, has, or that's what makes it a stronghold in our life. Church, it is time to break free from the lie and the liar and begin to walk in the freedom that God has for your life. Somebody say amen on the chat online. <laughs> How does this show up? Here's some symptoms. I just wanna make you to think today. Here, what are symptoms in our life? Well, symptoms of a stronghold is where we lose our focus. We just begin to think about this all the time. Everything in our life begins to revolve around this. We can't even focus really on other things. Here's another, write, write this in your notes. It causes us to feel controlled. This is the idea where our identity gets wrapped up in this. Well, I can't control it. It's just who I am. It's just a natural thing for me to be attracted into lust. I'm just, I can't even control it anymore. We lose control. Here's the next one. It consumes our emotional energy. You feel drained, depressed. Like you can't even really sleep at night. All these are symptoms of these strongholds. 
Here's another one. It distracts us from our purpose. I actually think one of the devil's tools to keep us in this stronghold and locked in maybe some sin is to keep us from really achieving the dreams that God's putting in our life. Well, there's no way that I can actually make a difference because of look at all this stuff. And we get so wrapped up in our own issues that we actually take our eyes off what God is calling us to do. Here's actually another symptom of this very thing. It actually shows up in your prayer life. That when your prayers are all about you and how it affects you, and when's the last time you prayed for the world? You prayed for lost people? I, I know this is tough, but it, it's probably a symptom that there's a stronghold in our life. Here's another one. It robs us of an abundant life. And don't you know that God wants you to have an abundant life? I just fear that many of us are in survival mode, <laughs> right? Like, oh, I hope I get through. <laughs> I hope I can make it through another week, pastor. I just, oh, you have no idea everything that's going on in my life. I just, I just have to survive. It actually showed up, right, in your New, New Year's resolutions. I, in fact, I'll talk to pastors about this. It just baffles my mind. Hey man, what are you dreaming for this year? Like, what are some things you're asking God for? Oh man, I just need to survive. We probably have nine more months of the coronavirus. And I'm like, what? I'll talk to moms and dads and they'll say, yeah, my New Year's resolution is just to survive. And hopefully our kids don't kill each other, right? And they actually get along better this year. And I'm like, that's your goal? Like heaven help us. God wants us not to survive, not just to get by, not just to, oh, I hope I can make it through nine more months. He wants you to have the abundant life. This is why I'm asking you for these 21 days, this is my prayer journal for 21 days. I want you to write some God-sized dreams and goals for your life. Pray dreams and prayers. God, if you don't come in, this ain't ever gonna happen. God does not want you to survive. He wants you to like thrive. He wants you to have the abundant life. A symptom of a stronghold is when we just say, oh, I just need to get by. Just need to get through this next season of our life. Could it be, could it be, could it be that maybe there's something that has a grip on your life? Here's great text. Paul tells this to Pastor Timothy. He says, they will come to their senses, right? This is you, Trinity Church. We can come to our senses and we can escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. We can break free from the strongholds in our life. I love this passage. This is Jesus talking. He's teaching in a story because that's what Jesus did, made people think. He says, when a strong man armed to the teeth stands guard in front of his yard. So picture the devil, right? The devil's there, strong, like he's there. Well, his house is safe and sound. But what if, I love this, what if a stronger man comes along with superior weapons. So we know what the devil's gonna do. He's gonna lie to you. He's gonna try to keep you st like stuck right where you are. But what if Jesus comes along with superior weapons? What happens? He gone. He ain't fighting that fight. He can't survive that 
fight. So what are these superior weapons? What, what, what are the ways that we can do this? And I, he continues this text. Here, here's the first one, write it in your notes. Here it is. I skip in this, go, the next one. There we go. Here's the first one, write it in your notes. I gotta hurry. The first thing we do is we have to take back my thought life. Take back my thought life, which is why fasting is so important, which is why I'm asking you to do this. I'm not asking you to fast just to be miserable for 21 days. There is a, this is a spiritual discipline where something supernatural can happen in your life. This is when you disconnect from the world. And I think all of us, right? I've, if you go to our website, there, I have a list of different types of fasts. Some of you, it'll be a meal a day. Maybe some of you, it'll be like a Daniel fast where you just do fruits and vegetables for 21 days. Others of you, maybe it'll be no sugar. I think all of us can go on that, right? I gained a little bit during the holidays. I, whatever it is, just maybe it's not. Maybe it's a media fast. Something supernatural happens when the thing that consumes you is taken out of your life. You're taking back your thought life. Some of you, this is probably gonna hurt I'm not gonna be a popular pastor today when I say this, but some of you, maybe the thing you need to fast is a relationship. Amen. Maybe it's a person. Maybe the person that you're always with is negative, complaining, judgmental, and you don't want that anymore in your life. Then you need to go have a difficult conversation with that person and say, bye-bye. Now, some of you, I understand, like, maybe that's your spouse. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not encouraging you to say bye-bye to that. You, you get my point. But some of you, like, you need to take back your thought life and what you put into your thought life, what you surround yourself in, what you watch, what you read, all of that is keeping its grip so tight on you. Take back your thought life. Here's this great path. I love, I love Paul when he says in Romans 8, those who are dominated by their sinful nature think about sinful things. Well, duh, I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna be just so judgmental. I don't wanna you know, keep on watching that stuff, but we still think about it. What if we stop thinking about it? What if we fast from it? But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, well, they think about things that please the Spirit. And he continues and he says this, your sinful nature controls your mind, there's death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and there is peace. A little bit later, in Romans chapter 12, it says, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let, the, let, let, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You have to know this. I heard this quote this week, but I will never change my life until I change the way I think. Isn't that true? Fast, break free from it. Take your thought life back. Here's point number two, write it in. You need to identify the lie. It's only you can do that. Because we all have, and above lie, maybe just write stronghold. Like we all have stronghold, something that's gripping us. A hurt, a hang up that's keeping us from experiencing the full abundant life. But we're gonna identify the lie. So over the next couple of weeks, what I'm gonna try to do is identify some of the biggest strongholds that most people deal with. Next week, we're gonna talk about like some financial strongholds. That's a big one that a lot of people deal with. Two weeks from now, we're gonna deal, or, I'm sorry, next week we're dealing with addiction. 
I think, I think some of you are going to break free from addiction next week. In, in two weeks, we're going to talk about um, sexual strongholds and relationship strongholds. And let me just tell you, um, that's going to be a PG-13 like rated sermon. So if you have children, that's a perfect time to check out our amazing um, children's ministries. I know that they will be glad to go in there. But here's the thing. We need in the church to talk about some very serious things. If we can't talk about it here, where are we going to talk about it from? The view, the talk shows, come on. What does the word of God say about some sexual strongholds that many people are dealing with? If you have the guts to show up, I have the guts to preach about it. And then we're gonna talk about financial strongholds. I'm being really salty today. Listen, you need this. You need this. I love this. When the devil lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So here's why this is so important. When we expose the lie, we defeat the liar. If you keep it in the darkness, what happens? It stays dark. When you bring it to light, darkness has to flee. When you expose the lie, we defeat the liar. And here's the third thing, and then I'm done. We have to replace the lie with God's truth. We have to replace the lie with God's truth. So some of you today, you're stuck because you think, well, I've always been this way. It's just who I am. My daddy was this way. My mommy was this way. This happened to me when I was a little boy or a little girl. Like it's just who I am. And we stay stuck. And I want you to know this, write this to the side, that nothing is more bigger or more powerful than our God. So that thing is real and that that stronghold has a grip on you, it's powerful. But we are people of faith. We will believe that nothing, no sin, no stronghold, nothing, say this with me, nothing is bigger or more powerful than our God. You can break free. This can be a year where you leave 2020 behind, you leave some of the things that have been tripping you up and you can actually experience victory like never before. There, 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 is, such, there is such aggressive language in the Bible. I, I, I love this passage, Ephesians, talking about the warfare, spiritual warfare. I'm gonna put some things on and we come to the end and so say, finally, this is the last part, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And then he gives us the action. Here's what I want you to do. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then, then what's it says here? And pray. So here's the two points. The word of God and prayer which is why I'm inviting you into the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Not just to have a really cool spiritual moment. No, 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 no. Because what we're about to do, this is spiritual warfare. You you have to know this. The devil does not want you to thrive. He does not want you to break free. He does not want you to, to, to walk fully into the calling that God has for your life. He does not want that. He wants to keep you stuck. He wants that stronghold in your life. So this is why I'm calling us church. I'm inviting you into this journey. 
Come on, let faith rise up like never before. Come along, see what God does. 2021 can be a year of breakthrough in your life. Do you receive that this morning? Online, I know you do. Bow your head, close your eyes in the room. Come on, and just, just make this your prayer. God, we're entering into this journey, this prayer and fasting journey, and we ask you like never before to come. Come on, speak to us. We hold nothing back. We're not gonna even listen to those lies anymore. We're not gonna empower the liar. We're done with him. And through your word and through prayer and through fasting, God, we ask and we beg of you for breakthrough in our life. We're gonna dream God-sized dreams. Lord, you love the people of this church more than I do, more than anybody else does. These are your people. So I pray that you'll open up heaven over every home as they begin this journey of prayer and fasting. We dedicate the first part of our year to you. Fill us with fresh faith and fresh vision. With your head still bowed and your eyes still closed, some of you today, you know you're far from God. You go back to the first verse I shared with you. There's never been a moment when you responded to the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And today, you know, he's speaking to you and that's not a voice of shame or condemnation. That's a voice of kindness. And he's calling you home. So some of you, you know you're far from God, but today you wanna connect with him. You, you wanna give God your heart and your life. That's you, right where you are, just pray this prayer. Just say, today, God, I'm sorry for going my own way. I'm sorry for keeping you at a distance. Tell him that. Say, today, as simply as I know how, I give my life fully to you. You're beginning this relationship with him. Say, come, live inside of me, change me, make me the person you long for me to be. I give you first place and I hold nothing back. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person praying that prayer. Some today, that's, a, that's the first time they've ever prayed a prayer like that. Others, it might be a recommitment prayer. Lord, you know exactly where they are today. We just say thank you. Thank you for saving people. And Holy Spirit, I do, I thank you that you want us to experience freedom. You want us to break free. So I pray these next 21 days, we dedicate them to you, that you'll do just that. But in Jesus' name, we pray, amen and amen. Church, will you celebrate with me those who just said yes to Jesus, either in the room or online, way to go. If you prayed that prayer, uh, take out the connection card, uh, download it wherever you are in the room, they're in your